Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now, get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here. And before we get started today, I want to share with you one major thing that has made a difference in my life, and that's working out and nutrition. So besides staying mentally fit, it's important to take care of your body, right? And that means having more energy and more focus throughout the day. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have really long days, and I need every advantage that I can get to keep up with my three kids. So my wife, Casey, has created an amazing online program that walks you through step-by-step how to work out and what to eat. The best part about it is she's taken out all the guesswork and what to do and how to do it. She shows you everything. She shoots videos, answers questions, walks you through the whole process. And honestly, the best part about it, besides the last thing that I said, is it's less than $20 a month. I don't know of anywhere you can get such an amazing program for less than $20 a month. So if you will go to our website on areyoureal.org, you'll see a banner on the right side of my beautiful wife. And if you will click on the banner, it'll take you right where you need to go to get started. And the way we've done that is we've created it all through Facebook. So all you have to do is click on there and it will walk you through and put you into a small private Facebook community. And also all the time I get questions about supplements, what to take, how to take them, do they really work, and we've taken care of that also. If you will send me a message through our website or through Facebook on Are You Real, I will gladly send you some samples of my favorite products that I take every day that help me stay focused and full of energy. So again, Facebook me, private message, send me an email, I will send you samples for free to help you get started. Jump on there, click on the link, send me a message, and we just wanna get you mentally strong, physically fit, and for you to be the best you you can be. Have a blessed day. Hey, John Fuller here, and welcome to episode 22. And I am really excited for today's episode. Before we jump in, I want to read a quote to you that I found by Irma Bombeck that says, When I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. Man, when I found that quote, it just rang so true to me because this is everything that sums up this podcast because I believe that every one of my listeners, every person around me, whether Christian or not, it just doesn't matter that God has birthed and put inside their DNA a gift and a talent that the world needs. And I just want to be part of people's lives to see that gift and talent come out, to sprout, and to change the world. And this week, man, was such a huge week for us. We're uh, in episode 22, but uh, in episodes past, I interviewed a man by the name of Dr. Clyde Rivers, and I also interviewed another man by the name of Dub Alexander. Both of these men are just great uh, doing things in the kingdom that are absolutely awesome. 
But this last week, they held an award ceremony. Dr. River uh, travels all over the world. He's been to 80 different nations. He's an ambassador uh, to a country in Africa. And he has what he calls the Golden Rule International Award. And I have been appointed as a goodwill ambassador for the Golden Rule. And I was able to receive an award for my podcast, uh, which was just such a blessing and an honor to me to be able to spread the good news of what God is doing in people's hearts and their minds and how they're making a huge impact in culture and society. And also, Dub gave me an award as well as uh, he is starting a ministry. Uh, I don't know so much of a ministry, what he's doing exactly, but he's calling it Father's Add Value. And what he's doing is he's talking about how men need to step up to the plate and be fathers, not just there uh, every day, but men who actually add value to their children, to their wives, and to the community. And uh, there was over a hundred people in this room. I was so overwhelmed when I just think about it. I had friends and other people, acquaintances that I knew, but an entire city of people in Amarillo that they were just impacting the entire panhandle, uh, making huge difference in the community, whether it was in government, uh, at a church level, in business, all different things. It was it was so inspiring. And the next day, uh, Dr. Rivers uh, held a conference uh, talking about uh, being ambassadors and his golden rule and making a difference in the community. And it was really neat. We did this exercise where we broke up in different groups where people felt called to, whether it was business, uh, church. I went over to the business section and it was actually pretty big. So we, we broke up in two groups. And within that group, what we had to do was was come up with an initiative. So if we got called on by our local government right away, what was an initiative that we were going to start to change the community? And what we came up with was uh, the Golden Business Leadership is what I named it. And uh, as a group, I I named it myself, but as a group, we came up with four core values uh, as business owners of things that we should do. And I just want to share those with you guys. The first one that we came up with was uh, the whole theme was about honor. And if you look up the definition of honor, it says to respect or to esteem. So what we talked about was we would communicate with honor to both employees and customers, the way we talk to people. The second one was that we would work with honor. We would do what's best for everybody involved. The third point was honor the community, that we would seek opportunity to honor the community by giving inspect and expecting to see what we give to go forward into other people's lives. And the fourth one was to honor and protect the greatness in each person around us. Now, I don't know if you caught that, but there was no Christianese. There was no God. There was nothing about being a Christian in any of those things. Those are just basic biblical principles that we can go out in our community, that we don't have to wave our Jesus banner and our, put our stickers on our cars and we don't have to wear our Jesus t-shirts. And I'm not knocking those things. Please hear my heart. I'm, I'm not against those things. But in this day and age, people are sick and tired of hearing the word, I'm a Christian. And, to, and believe it or not, I, I'm sick of hearing it too. Because to me, that just has such a negative uh, content to it nowadays, I believe. 
But if we would go out in the community and we would be what the Bible tells us to be, that we would love and honor people no matter what, no matter their color, no matter their gender, um, it just doesn't matter who they are. If we would just treat every person as if they had a gift in them that God has given them and honor them, we would change the world. And because of that, people would look at us and say, what is different about you? What is inside of you that's so different? And then we would have the opportunity to say that it's Christ in us that loves people. And I truly believe when we start living out, myself, I'm not preaching at you. I'm talking about myself. I have days where I don't do everything that I wish I could. But when we live out biblical principles and we love people and we honor people, it is going to change the world. It's going to change your business. It's going to change your workplace, your family, your spouse, your kids, everybody just love and honor. So anyways, I just want to thank you guys for being a part of our podcast. Uh, Please share it, rate it, review it on iTunes. It helps get the word out there. And uh, just sign up, be part of our community, get our email, our newsletter. Thank you again for just being part of something great of what God is doing in everybody and each person around us. So have a blessed day and jump into episode 22 with Christy Gooding. Thank you. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here, and I am fired up with episode 22 with Christy Gooding. Christy, are you ready to go? I am fired up, John. Let's do this. All right. So Christy, at a very young age, she was wounded and rejected and bound by addiction for more than 20 years. Yet she was radically set free by Jesus Christ before she ever knew his name. She is now the co-founder of Yes Lord Incorporated, which is a ministry of obedience, and she has a heart for seeing people set free from their chains. The phrase, it wasn't done to you, it was done for you, is the truth that burns within her heart and ignites her passion to see every chain broken. All right, girl, I am fired (laughs) up. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your ministry, what you do, and how that just uh, impacts people's lives around you. Awesome. Well, first off, I want to thank you for this opportunity, John. I appreciate you having me on this. This is so awesome. Absolutely. So let me just tell you a little bit about Yes, Lord. Um, Yes, Lord, it was just, it was founded a year ago, August, and it all started with a t-shirt. And so what Yes, Lord does is we gather every other weekend and we just dwell in his presence. And we just let him have his way pretty much. And so the T-shirt part of it is we give away free T-shirts. When I was radically saved and set free from drug addiction, um, I began to see visions of people wearing black T-shirts that said, yes, Lord, on them. Didn't know what it was. um, Happened for about six months. Anytime I was in a church service, if someone said, yes, Lord, it was like it was amplified in my ear. So it would almost hurt my eardrum. It was so loud. And um, so a few months into this, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, who is the other founder of Yes, Lord, her and I were dealing with a lot of my wounds and my scars and my hurts. And through one session, I looked over and I said, I have to tell you, about these visions that I'm having. Of course, I didn't call them a vision at that time because I had no idea what a vision was. 
But I just told her, I am seeing people wearing black shirts that say, yes, Lord, and white. And I look at her face, and she was completely white. And I said, what is it? And she said, come here a minute. And so at that time, she was living with my husband and I. And she took me to her room where she had an old Bible. And she pulled out a paper from November of 1999. And the Lord was having her journal some things. And down at the very bottom of this page, it said, yes, Lord. And he had told her to write that. And it was written just the way I was seeing it on shirts. And so her and I both knew we would one day have a ministry called Yes, Lord, but we didn't know what that looked like. And so about a year ago, I had come through a very dry season of just sicknesses and surgeries and death. Like I had been through, I mean, it was just a really hard, hard season. And I, my daughter was a missionary and she was at Youth with a Mission and I had gone to visit her and they had nights called dwell nights. And for the first time in two years, I felt the Lord's presence again. Okay, so hold on real quick. I want to, <laughs> um, I, I want to hit this point. So for our listeners, um, because we have all different types of denominations that listen. Okay. So okay. I know what you mean by dwell in his presence, but for some people, um, I would say that's more of an evangelical or a non-denominational term. Um, some people would say, what the heck is she talking about? And that is going to be really, for some people, that's just weird. And um, so, and I get that. Why don't you try to put a practical uh, spin on what a dwell night was and take the weirdness out of it for me? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let's see. A dwell night was, we they just gathered in a room and they just sang live worship. And they just worshiped by themselves or with their family. Um, and it was just allow, I guess, kind of receiving from the Lord, if you could say, just like not not going into prayer and asking him for anything, you know, not really necessarily searching through scripture and, you know, trying to find something there. It was just sitting and listening for him or just thinking about him or just meditating on him and letting him love on you. Okay. I guess you could call it. Is that a good? Is yeah, that good? Yeah, absolutely. So it really it was kind of like what they did in the New Testament when they said they gathered yeah. together and they just kind of hung out and they were family and they just praised and worshiped. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And so we we decided to bring those to Amarillo. I told the Lord, I said, "I I need to do this. I need to do this for the people that I know. I want to I want to host an event like this where they can just come and, and feel you and know you and um, know you more. And um, so I uh, didn't know what that really looked like. That was in June. And um, so through July, I did a Bible study called Breathe. And in that Bible study, it was by Priscilla Schreier, which she's one of my favorites. Um, she taught us how to breathe in today's world and how to just receive the Lord and understand that, you know, being still means just waiting upon him and not having to constantly work for his presence or work towards him. And so um, in July, I remember praying this simple prayer and I told the Lord, Lord, I'm going to get out of your way and I'm going to let you have your way in my life. I'm not going to hold back anymore for anybody. Whatever you want to do, Lord, it's in your hands. And I prayed that on July 25th. And so the middle of August, I felt like the Lord said, it's time for yes, Lord. 
And, you know, a lot of us sit back and wait for the Lord to just drop our ministry in our laps. Yes. And a lot of times we're just waiting like, Lord, whenever you're ready, I'm ready to do this. And I don't, I feel God's waiting on us. Man, amen, girl, come on, on preach it, preach it. (laughs) Because he's like, "Um, I left you there to do this. And so what I did in August is I stepped out in faith and I didn't know what that looks like looks like. You know, I'd always heard people say, well, I stepped out in faith. And I thought, well, I I thought I had been stepping out in faith, but I had not been stepping out in faith. And literally all I did, John, was step out and go buy 28 Yes Lord shirts. I went, had them designed the way I saw them in my vision. And I believed I had begun, um, begun saving money for this Yes Lord order shirt. And I just believed, I believed what he had shown me Ten years ago, when I first got saved, I just believed it. I stepped out in faith. I went and bought the shirt. Um, I ordered 28 Yes Lord shirts. I had been saving money. I think I had $420, and the total was $400.28. And I stepped out in faith. I bought these this 28 shirts, and I began to give them out to my friends and family. And we decided, I felt the Lord was saying, to my heart, your dwell nights are going to be your yes, Lord nights. And so I stepped out in faith August 30th of 2015. I held my first event at my home and I just set up a Facebook account and I just um, invited all that I thought would be interested in this and told them just to come and we would um, fellowship and then we would place some worship and we would just let the Lord have his way. And so now we've been going strong for a year. We host them every other weekend, still in my home. Um, And we have seen miracles. We have seen people's marriages saved. We've seen women healed from unforgiveness. We've seen, I mean, all kinds of amazing things in these Yes Lord events. Man, I I love what you said. You talked about just stepping out in faith. I think so many times... People, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that every single person has a written destiny, DNA written inside of them. And God is just waiting for us to just step out and just go do it. And a lot of times we're so scared and we're waiting on like uh, God to write cursive across the sky or an airplane to write it out for us. And like you said, you just step out and you just do it and just see what's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our first event, we gave out all of those shirts. And my sister, who lived in North Carolina, I had given her a shirt. And she is a network marketer. And all she did was put the shirt on and took a picture and posted it on her Facebook page and said, I'm with you in spirit, sister. Yes, Lord. And it went global the first night. Wow. Um, Two weeks later, I was buying, I think I ended up buying 176 T-shirts and mailed them out. Um, all the way to Brazil, we've mailed to Alaska, we've mailed to the West Indies, um, Australia, Europe. I mean, that first weekend, we went global. My gosh, that is insane. <laughs> I love it. So do people just get on and buy your shirts or what? How, what oh, is- yeah. No, they don't buy them. <laughs> we give them away for free. All you have to do is email us. Um, of course, we run on donations. And, you know, a lot of times it's like a pay it forward. Your shirt was paid for, so you are more than welcome to donate back to us. But the Lord told us never to sell a shirt. Whoever wants a shirt will ship it to you. Um, And so that's what we do. 
We, it's all from a t-shirt. It's crazy. Um, we've always had just enough money to buy the shirts and ship them. Um, we have kids shirts, we have adult shirts and, and we pray over every shirt. We anoint every shirt. We believe that the Lord told us that all you have to do is get the t-shirts on them and I'll do the rest. And, um, anybody that's received a shirt knows that they're very, um, great conversation pieces. Um, there's never a day I don't wear mine that somebody doesn't say, yes, Lord, what is that? And then I tell them and then we're able to ship them a shirt. So yes, we ship shirts. All you have to do is is email us and um, we'll get you a shirt out to you. I love it. We'll share that at the end of the show. So has there Perfect. been an inspirational scripture or like a success quote that has just, that's burned inside of you lately? Oh yes. My favorite old time scripture is revelations 12 11. And it is, and they have over, they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And um, they did not love their life so much that they were afraid to die. And that is my uh, ultimate scripture, because that's how I have um, gotten to where I am today is by my testimony. Um, And the one thing I know about a testimony is it's mine and nobody can take that away from me. It is my truth. It is my truth. It is it's what I know that God has done for me. I know that I'm not that same person anymore. And so that's the scripture we live by. That's the scripture that's on the back of our shirt. And that's what a lot of our Yes Lord events are, is just testimonies of people getting up and telling us, you know, what has God done for you? And what a testimony does, it tells somebody in the room that they're not alone and that they can come and talk to you. But it also, it reminds us of who we were and who we are now and what God has done for us. And there's no more powerful weapon than that to me. Yeah. So the process of God remodeling our lives, uh, I'm writing a book on that right now about remodel, but I want to hear about your remodel. How has, uh, I want to hear about your journey. So at the beginning, you talked about being addicted to drugs uh, for 20 years and bound. Uh, Let's dive into that a little bit. Tell me just a short version of that, but then the long version of what God did for you. Absolutely. Um, Yes, I was a drug addict for 13 years, a meth addict. Um, I, I mean, did it all. Um, and you can believe I heard a lot of people during that time. Um, and I was, um, completely just searching for something to fulfill me for something to satisfy me. And the crazy thing is John, my, um, littlest chain was addiction, drug addiction. Um, and I can tell you the Lord met me right where I was. Like I said, my mother-in-law who at that time was not my mother-in-law, but I was dating her son, um, had to come live with us for two weeks. And at this time I was a full blown meth addict and she came into my home and she prayed in my home and she believed that if she proclaimed it and said it, it shall be done. And within six months, um, my boyfriend at the time, who is my husband now, said, you know, we can't do this anymore. And I said, you're absolutely right. And I know something changed when she came and prayed in my home. Something happened. And I was able to lay it down. I was a meth head for 13 full years, and I laid it down overnight. So you made a choice. I, yes. I decided because my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, said, you know, I don't think we can do this anymore. And I knew he was right. And so I just shut it all off. I locked myself up in our home and I was completely set free from addiction. Um, I never had to go to a rehab. 
I never had to go to a facility. I know that Jesus met me right where I was, wow. right in that middle, and took that from me. So was that a and, hard was that a hard process? I'm curious because being addicted um, years ago, I, I was addicted to drugs. Uh, it's been 20 years, but uh, I remember going through. I didn't go to rehab, but I I, I was still living with my parents. I got grounded uh, for a year. And, uh, but I remember going through the process, I, my body just went into complete shock. And, uh, that was, uh, quite a problem. I remember my hands peeled for almost a solid mm. week was, mm-hmm. were you just completely delivered from that? I mean, did you have withdrawals or what happened? Well, I, you know, I can honestly tell you, um, I never had a withdrawal. I knew it was, I knew that there was something greater around me calling me to this. Yeah. Um, I, I knew that it had to be done. But what I did is I just returned to food. You see, John, when I was a little girl, I was rejected by my family and um, had a really hard life growing up. Yeah. And I was comforted with my grandmother's food. And so really all the addiction was, was taking the place of the food addiction that I had gotten when I was a little girl. And so whenever the Lord said, let's just take this, it was gone. It was, it was just the, it was the lightest chain because it was the last thing I had picked up to try to fulfill what I was running from inside. And so when the Lord removed it, that was the easiest thing he could remove from me was drugs. And so the real battle began once I got set free from them. But I can tell you, I just returned to food and I ended up gaining a hundred pounds. Um, when I got off drugs, but at that point it was like, well, I guess it was better than being a mess, you know? Um, so I loved Jesus. And once, um, I, once I got, you know, it was about six months after, um, I quit using that my husband and I decided to go to church. My mother-in-law, she never would tell us to go or told us, you know, we're going to, you need to do this and this. She would always, when something good would happen to us, she would just say, Oh, that's a God thing. And see, growing up, I, I never went to church. I didn't even know Easter was about Jesus at 28 years old. I mean, <laughs> thought it was I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so I knew there was a God, but I thought he was far, far away and that he wouldn't have anything to do with me, I'm sure. And so, but the one thing my mother-in-law always did was when something good would happen, she would say, that's a God thing. And so I began to believe that he was for me and not against me. Yes. And so one night we took my daughter to a um, birthday party at a church. And my husband said, maybe we should go to church. And I looked and turned and looked at him and said, that's a God thing. Your mom's going to love that. (laughs) And so we decided to go to church with her that weekend. And it was the next week I was saved and surrendered. Um, And so I I felt the presence of the Lord come upon me and and um, like I had never felt before. And so, but, you know, at this point I was already set free from addiction. So it was just an amazing story of that. He came to me before I ever knew his name Okay, so and said, I, I love you. So I, I want to hit you on this. Okay. So you talk about when we talk about being bound. So obviously you were doing drugs and food to hit really an inner deeper need. And that was yes. your wounds as a child. Okay. Yes. What did the process look like? when God healed you from those wounds, because really getting free from the addictions, like you said, that's the easy part. The hard part is digging deep and saying, why do I, why am I acting out or why am I doing these things? And then when you dig deep, you realize you just got a lot of crap that you mm-hmm. need to deal with. Did How did you deal with that? 
Yes. Well, that's where the real, the hard part came in. It was after I'd been saved and I knew I loved Jesus, but then it was starting to deal with, well, what, what am I trying to cover up here? Why am I trying to fulfill all these things with food and, and other things? And so it took, honestly, I can tell you, John, just this past year was one of my last chain. I finally figured out the lies I had believed as a child and um, it's taken a good 10 years to just go through all of that and deal with all of my wounds and my hurts and my pains and learning how to receive um, a love like his. It's not easy. If you're, you know, when you grow up in a broken home, like most people do these days and, and come out of something that you don't know how to love and you don't know how to be loved, it's hard to understand that that God can love you that way. Yeah. And so my that's been my biggest challenge is learning how to receive a love like his and allowing him to satisfy everything inside of me. Um, and I can tell you, it's still a battle every day. I have to make a conscious choice to let him love on me and to let him satisfy me and not let anything else in this world do that. So what does it look like? to feel loved. I mean, for so many people, I think people look at God as just this outward, like exactly like you said, he's so far away. He's like on another planet. We're on earth. He's on Jupiter and there's no communication. There's just this gap when in fact, that's so far from the truth. He wants to be with us every day, just like in Genesis, when he walked with Adam and Eve, what does it look like in your life to be loved for you to receive the truth of how much he loves you and adore you? How, what does that look like in your life? Uh, well, it's um, I have to get up every day and I have to read his word and apply it to my, let it be my truth. You know, for years, I believed lies, so many lies from the enemy. And it's renewing my mind daily in his word and, and taking it for what it says, whether I feel it or not today, it's truth. His word is truth. And it is what's got me this far in my life. And I see it every day in ministry of people applying truth to those wounds and coming in agreement with he, what he says. And it just, you just see their, their whole character start to change. And that's what I've been through is just that knowing that he is who he says he is. And if his word says it, it's truth. And you just deciding I'm taking this at face value. I'm going to choose this today, and this is what I'm going to believe. Okay. I want to ask you, Chris, if you don't mind sharing with us, what has been, you said this year, it's taking you about 10 years to break off these chains, okay? What was the hardest one, if you don't mind talking about it, for you to break off, and why? So the food addiction is still my hardest, and I still battle that every day. I find myself um, returning to the pantry looking for comfort. And, um, I guess the hard thing about with a food addiction is you have to eat. Yeah. And so I would rather just not eat. Honestly, I'm like, Lord, can we just fast all the time? <laughs> because I do so much better. That's the solution. Huh? Just fasting. <laughs> I wish I could, but you know, you have to eat. And I, I can tell you, John, I, I'm still battling this. I, it's a, it's a, it's a daily thing. Where I have to choose to come into his presence instead of going to my kitchen and I have to talk myself through it um, and just learning that um, he, it will never satisfy me. Yeah. Only his living water will satisfy me. 
And um, so that is still a battle I go through daily. Um, just about a year ago, I, I, I remembered a lie that I came into agreement with when I was four years old. I remember standing in front of a mirror and just thinking of how imperfect I was. And that at four, that I would never be all I needed to be in this world. And oh just this past year, I came out of agreement with that lie and came into agreement that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am perfect just the way I am, and He loves me just the way I am. There's nothing I could ever do to change that, to make Him love me more or to make Him love me less. Yes, absolutely. So, man, I just love the fact that you're just so authentic. I mean, listeners need to hear that. We struggle every day, and you're still going through the process. But let me ask you this. Has God, as our Father, has He ever sat there and just beat you up and said, Chrissy, I can't believe you're doing that again, or scolded you, or just said terrible things. I mean, what has that been like? Obviously, you you know, you got to go back. You struggle every day. But what does that look like in a relationship with God uh, within your struggle? Yeah, it's never him. It's never him um, saying anything to me about it. It's, I choose to believe the lie that comes into my mind that I, I should be ashamed of this, and, I, and I'm the one that gets away. He's never made me feel that way. He's always so open and honest with me and loving, and it's when I pull away from him is when that shame and that, that regret and those things come back on me. But here's what it looks like for me. If I stay with him and I stay in his presence and I stay in the spirit and I stay in his word, I'm a lot better off during the day. I can conquer every day. It's whenever I get um, not so lazy, but just kind of like, oh, it'll be a good day. I noticed right away that's when I return back to that. And so he is such a loving God, and he loves me regardless. Yes. Like, but he wants me free on this earth. He didn't die on that cross for me just to get to heaven. He did. That's the main reason I'll get to go to heaven. But he also did it so I can live free on this earth. Yes. And he wants me set free on this earth. So he just wants what's best for me. And a food addiction is not what's best for me. His word and his addiction and his word is what's best for me. Amen, girl. I love it. So I want to ask you, what is you're talking about doing? Yes, Lord. What has that looked like for other people? Like now that you're doing so you've stepped out in faith, you're doing these home studies at your house. What has that evolved into? Because from what I hear, um, obviously just through circles, I know you've done stuff with my wife, but you got dozens or hundreds of people coming uh, over the course of the last year in and out of your house and people just radically changed. So give me a story or a testimony, something that's just has happened. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's so funny. Every time we have Yes Lord, there's always new people come. And we always know God has something just so special for them. Um, Lord told us, you just don't know what you're saying when you say, yes, Lord. And so we have had people come in that would say, I don't even know why I'm here. And by the time they left, the Lord had given them a word that they had been praying for for two weeks. We had this sweetest lady come and she kept telling us, we don't know. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here. And my mother-in-law ended up getting a vision of her and fire just above her head, like just flaming, flaming fire. And um, when she went to give her that word, our sweet, this lady looked so frightened. But after she left, she ended up messaging me and she said, you will not believe this, but I've been praying for two weeks for God to give me a fresh fire, a fresh fire. And so it just kind of, it just confirmation for her. 
Um, I can tell you we've had families, uh, generational curses broken. I have, we had one lady and her mother come and um, the little girl had been, been abused, sexually abused by her stepfather years ago. And this man that had done this to them, he had already passed away. I mean, he was not even on this earth anymore. And these women were living in unforgiveness for him. And he was still controlling them from the grave. Wow. And we, these women came and found out what it looks like to forgive someone and how we, it's, it, you have to do that to get that free. And I can tell you, radically changed their lives radically um, brought freedom in their hearts. Um, so, and we've had, let's see, I have a, another friend that um, was addicted to pornography for over 10 years in the church, serving everything and could not get set free. And this man now stands completely free for over a year. His family is completely restored. And he just gave his testimony at Yes Lord a few months back. And it was so powerful to listen to what God has done just because he said, yes, Lord. And really it's just obedience. It's just allowing him and saying, okay, Lord, yes, my yes is for you. Just come and have your way. And so we've got numerous testimonies of that financial burdens being completely wiped clean. Um, I mean, healings. I had one friend that her shoulder was healed. Um, Babies conceived. These women had been waiting for years to conceive a baby and we just had one born six months ago um, that we prayed for. And we had, we call them our, she was one of our first yes, Lord babies um, because we <laughs> prayed for her in and she came and she's here on this earth. And so she is, the, the most unique thing about yes, Lord is we don't stop till everyone's been prayed for. And so what it is, is as I love church and I love to go to church, but a lot of times people get lost in church yeah, or they sneak out before they get what they need. And what yes, Lord is you just come here. And if you have a need, we're going to go to the throne room for you. And we're going to stay until that need is met, until you feel confident that God has heard you. And so that's what we do. We come together and we pray. We pray. We believe in prayer. We know he hears our prayers and we lift them up. And so I think that's what's really unique about Yes, Lord, is we will stay until all hours of the night if you need prayer. Man, I love your heart, Chrissy. So what is the biggest strength that you feel like you, that you operate in? Um, I love, I can say, I truly, I'm so thankful that God's given me a heart to love the unlovable and to reach the unreachable. He um, bestowed that in me even as a young girl and has watered that seed and flourished that in me. Um, just to love others and serve others and just to show them him. You know, he taught me right after I got saved that I may be the only Jesus someone sees today. And so I just love reflecting him, him to them. Yeah, I was thinking about your, your mother-in-law, just how, you know, you, she never, it sounded like she never just smushed religion in your face or made you go to church or any of those things. She just loved on you and kind of hinted about the Lord. And because of that, you saw God's goodness. It was never forceful. You just, she lived out her faith in every day of who she was. And because of that, it drew you to his love. Yes. Yes. Cause I didn't, like I said, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. Yeah. I like that. So within your biggest strength, do you feel like there's a weakness sometimes of, uh, it's kind of hard to say you can love people too much, but do you find that you have a weakness? Oh, yes. <laughs> I do. I still, it's still, a, my weakness is um, still receiving. I have a hard time receiving from the Lord and from others. 
Um, so I would say that's probably my biggest weakness is to know how to to stop giving. And I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, I could give all the way till the cows come home. But when it comes to somebody giving to me or speaking to me or loving on me, it's hard sometimes. Why? Um, you know, I don't, I'm still trying to figure that one out. I'm still um, trying to understand that. I still have to make myself sit with the Lord quietly and, and say, I love you too. And not, I love you. Um, he, it's a process with me still. I, I don't know what that is, John, but I can say that is my biggest weakness is learning how to receive that same kind of love. Um, man, I've never done this before, but I just really feel powerfully for you, Christy. Um, I just really hear the Lord saying, you need to recognize your value. The mm-hmm. reason that you struggle so much with receiving is you don't see the value and how much you're worth is a daughter of a king because if you would recognize yourself for who you truly are then receiving will become secondary it will become nothing to receive because you'll recognize your worth and what's being given to you has no comparison of the worth of what the father sees you as that's good john so i uh, received that today i believe that Amen. So again, again, I think that's going back to just um, seeing who you truly are, like over the last 10 years, how you've talked about having to speak truth to the lies that you believe, like when you were a little girl standing in front of that mirror. Mm -hmm. I really believe it's the same thing. You just need to stand in front of the mirror and speak the truth of how valuable and how precious and how amazing you are. And as God brings people or things into your life. You'll you'll see that is just um, just how how much worth you have, and it won't be a struggle anymore because you just need to you need to start speaking the truth to the lie that you're believing that you're not worth enough to receive it. Yes, I agree totally. So awesome, man. Okay, well I'm gonna get off my soapbox for a minute. So, oh no, I needed to hear that today. So thank you for well, that. Good. So I think you're amazing. Um. I want to ask you, what is the biggest thing that God's stirring inside of you right now? Um, The biggest thing he's stirring inside of me right now is just going for it. Like, no fear, just, I mean, like running after him with all I have. And um, like, like today's the last day. That's really been in my heart. Like everyone I see to love on them. Everyone I get a chance to tell about him, I'm going to tell. And so I just really feel like it's time. It's time that people understand who he is and, and that it's time to get bold and um, believe that everything that he's put in me can reach somebody else and just chase after what he's put in my heart. And um, he's recently took me from working. So I am doing ministry full time now. Um, and so that that's the biggest turn. I'm ready to get out there and, and tell my story and, and see people's um, lives changed by them telling their story. Absolutely. I think you're ready too, man. I, I can't wait to see what God's going to do uh, this next year for you. I want to ask you what, um, and you've kind of already hit on this a little bit, but what is a daily habit for you to have a solid walk with Jesus? Um, I have to have my morning time and my coffee with him. Um, it has become a must uh, just getting up and allowing him to love on me the way he wants to and not asking for anything, not not doing any kind of works to get his love or approval, but just really allowing him to penetrate my heart with his truth. 
and what I know is truth now. And so just spending my time with him every morning. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a book that you've read recently that just really impacted you? Um, let's see. We have I have an amazing Bible study too that I, I uh co help with. Um we have over forty women every Thursday night. So we've just completed Girls with Swords, which was awesome by Lisa Bevere. Um just learning that how to carry our sword and how to carry his word as our sword. But I think my favorite of all time um, Bible studies and books is Breaking Free by Beth Moore. Um, just learning how to break free from the bondage and the sin and the shame from your lineage and knowing, just finding out who you are and whose you are. And so I'm now doing that Bible study for the third time. I will admit that. I've done this Bible study three times because yeah. it's taken me that long to get it. But it is my heart. It's where I was birthed out of. I believe that the Lord created a passion in me through this Bible study. And so if you are dealing with chains or you feel like you're just not set free, um, I highly recommend Beth Moore's Breaking Free Bible Study. Man, she's powerful. I've loved, I've listened mm-hmm. to Beth Moore for over 10 years, and uh, Lisa Brevere's awesome, too. John Brevere's phenomenal. I mean, they just, oh my all gosh. of them have just powerful stuff. So, uh, one of John Brevere's books, um, I think it's called Honor Honor's Reward. It's on my website. But um, that book literally changed my life in the matter of a couple months when I started recognizing people for who they were and started honoring people. Um, mm. It really helped me set free from a uh, part of that was just a poverty mindset and recognizing people for value. Um, anyways, powerful book. So uh, love all that stuff. Okay. So I want to ask you this. If you got to go back to the younger you, what age would you go to and what would you tell yourself? Okay, so let's see. I would probably, most people would think it would probably be before my addiction, but actually it would not. Um, I learned so much through my testimony and through that life that I wouldn't change that. Um, But what I would go back to would be um, probably 12 years ago when I got saved. And I would tell myself to just stop and relax and know that there is a season for everything. And because I spent so much time worried about not being where I needed to be instead of focusing on where I was at that moment. And so I would just tell myself to just stop and, and just allow the Lord to work in you just in that season and don't try to rush into what you think you need to be in the future. Yeah, just be still and know that he's God. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just, hard, you know, I man. spent so much time worrying about where I wasn't yet. Yeah. And I, I focused on that so much, I couldn't focus on what he was working on in me at that moment. And so I think that's where I would go back. I'm with you on that one. I, I, that's something that I still struggle with sometimes. My mind is down the road. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just have to sit back and say, okay, God, what are you doing in this season of my life? What, yeah. what do I need to learn right now to get to yeah. where my mind is actually at? <laughs> yeah. We get absolutely. ahead of ourselves, but God's just constantly <laughs> trying to prepare us for what's next and just to love on us. So, yeah. Um, man, Christy, I just want to thank you so much for the journey. Just, what you're doing, just impacting people's lives, taking your testimony 
And now that you're just even just out of your house, setting people free and allowing them Mm -hmm. to receive, to be loved, to accept what God wants to do in their life. um, Is there a piece of parting advice that you would like to give our listeners before we go? Yes. Um, I would say to let go of that pain and that everything that you've been in and everything that's been done to you has not been done to you. It's been done for you. That rings in my heart. When I understood that every loss, every painful event has the potential to send my life to the next glory. If I could just learn to see it for what it was and to let it go and to know that his pain on the cross was for you. Your pain on this earth is for him. And if you can just take it as it is, not take it too personally and just reflect it in his glory and his light and just keep moving and keep pressing forward your life is going to be worth something and it's going to be his glory told from it. Yeah, that's powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. That's, that's really good. A lot of people need to hear that and uh, to be set free uh, Mm -hmm. from past things. Um, What is Chrissy, what is the best way that our listeners can get a hold of you um, to check out your ministry, what you're doing? And also if they want to get a t-shirt. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so we are still in the works of getting our website set up. We haven't gotten that far yet. So right now we have a Facebook page called Yes, Lord. And then you can also find me on Facebook. It's Christy Kathy Gooding. Um, Friend me on there. But also, if you want a free T-shirt, just email me at yes.lord1999 at yahoo.com. And just send me your shirt size and your shipping address. And if you could just tell me that you heard heard me on this interview, and that way I know who who's coming in and what and whatnot. So, yeah. absolutely, we can just get you out a shirt. And if you're in the Amarillo area, we have Yes Lord every other weekend. Our next event is November fifth, um, and so we'll post that on the Yes Lord page. So if you'll go like that Yes Lord page, um, I, I'll have that posted with directions and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So Christy, uh, stay on the phone real quick. I just want to, as we close out, listeners, oh my gosh, I'm excited for you. If you are just in a place of your life that you want to go to the next level, that you want to be set free and just receive everything that God has for you because he has specifically designed you for a purpose, I encourage you to check out Yes Lord Ministries. We got uh, all the resources, the links, everything that we've talked about today will be on Are You Real's front page. We'll be highlighting uh, Christy and her ministry. So just type it in the search bar. Please like us, review us, go into iTunes. I beg you and thank you. Please share the message. Get out there and share Are You Real with our listeners, with your friends, because we need to get the message out of how much God loves people and how he wants to inspire and change people's lives through us and around us. So remember... Be real, be authentic, be you, and be blessed. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to areyoureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. 
We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Oh, 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 oh,